My name is uh, Denise Hallian. I'm 82 years old and I'm a sand groper. Right, originally I was born in uh, Dulwich in South Australia and um, I um, moved over to uh, Perth in 1983 uh, when I was offered a job at the Catholic Education Office. So uh, because I came from a Catholic background, uh, Catholic education was important. So while I was at college, they um, we had retreats and uh, we were often asked to think about whether we had a religious vocation. So I thought about it. I told mum and dad that I'd like to enter the convent and straight from school. Entered when I was 17. So we had the, um, the novitiate for three years. You were a postulant for 12 months and then a canonical year, which you did a lot of uh, meditating, reading, praying. Uh, and then uh, the third year, the South Australian government was short of teachers. And so uh, I was asked, the provincial was asked, could we free somebody up? to do an AX course. So we did 13 subjects in 12 months. So I was a qualified teacher by the time I'd finished there. Well, it was very structured, your day. You were up at 5.30 in the morning to be down in the chapel at 6 o'clock and then you had an hour's meditation and then you um, had the office, the reciting of the office, then you had mass. Um, the day was spent in silence um, unless it was a recreation day. So if it was a special feast day, then you uh, we had talking at breakfast. We were assigned different tasks as a postulant. Um, we worked either in the kitchen or in the laundry uh, or other activities. Uh, we would have recreation at 4.30 in the afternoon. And then at nine o'clock, we'd have the great silence. So that was as a, a that was your novitiate days. But when you were professed, then you uh, it was still structured. But of course, you'd go out to the different schools and you would teach uh, there. So you would be talking in that situation. I've met many nuns um, because of working in Catholic ed. But I haven't met many who have left the order. I have a friend who uh, was in the same group as me and uh, she left before I did because she wanted to do social work and uh, we weren't offering social work in South Australia at that stage. So she left to follow her dreams in social work and married and had three children. And um, I'm in contact with her still she lives in Albany now. And before she moved to Albany, we used to meet up for lunch. And she would say, and I said to her one day, Bev, would you have changed anything? And she said, no. I um, was grateful for the, um, the role that I had as a Sister of Mercy and all the things I learned and the friendships that I made. And I said, well, I'm the same. I really do believe I wouldn't have had such a wonderful career 
if I had not been part of the Mercy Order. The reason why I left the convent was we used to give the house sisters used to have uh, a holiday time uh, in January. So the rest of us who were teachers, we would go into the mother house and we would um, take over the uh, reception duties for that whole day. And um, because uh, the elderly sisters were still dressed in the traditional habit, then uh, and but we had moved out of Vatican too, and we had were able to wear simple dresses off the uh, the peg as such. But because the uh, sisters were elderly, I went to my wardrobe and I thought, what have I got that's really simple? and they would um, accept. So I found a, um, a light blue crempoline dress, popped that on and went in for duties. And at the end of the, the afternoon, I went, they were having recreation because they still had recreation. I went in to say goodbye to them, you know, and my year seven teacher, Mother Gertrude, she was there domiciled at the mother house and she was also my first superior. So she came up to me and she said, Denise, we've been talking about you this afternoon. And she said, oh, we thought you were appropriately attired for visiting the mother house. I wasn't impressed with that statement because I thought, after 20 odd years, you are judging me on what I was wearing today. So I went home to Elizabeth and my dear friend Denise Cullen, who was my REC. I said, you wouldn't believe this, and I told her. I didn't say anything more, but uh, when we were on camp going to Robe looking after the students, because I didn't know how good the new teacher would be, Denise came with me. And we called into, it was a, Day. So we called into the, the local pub and we ordered a, uh, a port, just two ports. They had a new bar attendant and it came in schooner glasses. So we looked, we drank a percentage of it, not all of it. And while I was having the port, I said, Denise, I'm leaving. And she said, that's because of the remark in January. I said, yes. And that's, I, I didn't agonize over it. I just thought, if you don't know who I am after 20 odd years, perhaps I need to rethink where I'm going in life and life's decisions. And I have no regrets about that at all. I actually, um, went to see the provincial who was about my age and she said, well, you'll have 12 months excloistration. That means you're allowed to have 12 months to finally make up your mind. And I, I did that. And she said, you do need to find a spiritual confessor. So I knocked on uh, a Sacred Heart priest store and Paul and I said, oh, hello, Paul, I'm going, I'm having 12 months of exploration, Paul Cashin it was. And he said, you've got friends, Denise. And I said, yes, I have got friends, lots of lovely friends. He said, you don't need me. And I said, 
Not really, Paul. So we parted company and then I made an appointment towards the end of the year with the provincial and I said, oh, Pat, um, I've made up my mind. I'm very happy. I know I've made the right decision. Oh, she said, right, now you'll have to go and see Archbishop Gleeson and because uh, he has to get your vows rescinded from Rome. So um, I, I thought, oh, goodness me, Archbishop Gleeson has a very strong attachment to the Sisters of Mercy. He knows us really, really well. I thought, this is not going to be an easy interview. So I doled myself up, put my makeup on, and I thought perhaps he might get the message. And uh, I went in with the appointed time. And I said, oh, hello, Your Grace. Uh, He said, oh, hello, sister. I said, "Um, you do know that I've had 12 months exclaustration? And he said, yes, yes, yes. And I said, and I'm not going back. Oh, he was quite disappointed. And he said, what am I to do? And I said, and his desk was full of, full of papers. And he said, he took out the scrappiest piece of paper. And I said, well, you have to write to Rome on my behalf. So my vows are rescinded. Oh, okay. So off I went. Then I thought, I'd better go and see Paul Cashin out of just, uh, you know, politeness. So I went along to see him and I said, oh, Paul, yes, I've made the right decision. I'm going to leave. And he said, how did you get on with the Archbishop? And I described the interview. He said, that's not good enough. I said, don't worry, Paul. I've got very broad shoulders. I uh, settled here in Como and... um, uh, one afternoon, um, my friend Anne Gordon and I uh, were going to the festival and we had uh, some time to spend. So we decided our favourite watering hole was um, Henry Africa's. So we thought we'd wander over to Henry Africa's, have a drink or two before uh, we actually uh, went into Perth City itself. And it was while I was at the bar this gentleman looked as though they had had a liquid lunch, was standing next to me and he said to me, how are you this afternoon? And I said, oh, I'm all right. I've got a bit of a bad back. And then the waitress came up and took our drink for us. And so I wandered back to our table and I said to Anne Gordon, I'd be terrible at being picked up. She went to get the next drink, very young, very pretty, and she came back and she said, no one spoke to me. And uh, as we were leaving, Ron handed me his card. He was then chairman of a credit union. And so I later, the next week, rang around And I found, um, I made contact with him and I said, um, hello, do you remember me? And he said, there was a pregnant pause and then he said, the lady from Henry Africa's said, that's me. And he said, would you like a drink tonight? And I said, I would indeed. That's how I met my husband, Ron. (laughs) 
uh, Ron Privilege and uh, we were together 38 years, uh, 33 officially married. So I had, I kept my maiden name because it, I'd had it for 40 years and I, he had married previously and I thought uh, Dallas, she needed to retain the title of Mrs. Privilege. So I was quite happy to have uh, my name to remain as Hallion. So Ron um, developed um, vascular dementia and as a result that affects the logic in the front of your brain, the frontal, uh, front lobes. And he became a difficult to, to manage um, because his logical skills weren't there and he also uh, needed uh, 24-hour care. I couldn't give him that 24-hour care, so I uh, searched and found a lovely care facility at Aegis Anchorage in Mindari, and it was the best choice because he he didn't like being in care, but he was a very popular client in that facility because of his outgoing uh, nature, his socialisation, and um, they loved him to bits, so much so that on the, the week he was dying, on the Friday we were all gathered in the room and uh, the, um, the clinical nurse, Colette, came in. She gave him a big bear hug. Then the manager, Monica, came in. She gave him another big bear hug. And then the nurse um, came in and gave him a bear because they knew he would not be there on the Monday. He never forgave me for him having to go into care, of course. (laughs) And he was always much better when I wasn't on the premises, (laughs) they told me. Yes, I do. Um, Because he had failing eyesight um, in the latter years, last thing at night I would go up and put the drops in his eyes and he would say, I really love you. And I'd say, so do I. We had a lot of good times together. Uh, Well, um, he was born under the star of Aries, and so he was enthusiastic. He was impulsive. He he was a a real character, and uh, that's how he got the title of the Mayor of Tahoe Rise. So... uh, and he had a very interesting life and we shared an awful lot together. He was part of the um, naval reunions uh, for the Anzac Tupruk. He was also part of the credit union movement um, and he resurrected the RSL a number of times. So we led a very social life and we had a lot of lovely friends and they supported him when he got vascular dementia. Uh, One of the things that I hold on to is true friends are like diamonds, they're precious and rare. And I've got a lot of true friends and I'm surrounded by a lot of love. So I made the right move 
becoming the same group. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>